Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. good afternoon or good night however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast happy thursday everybody we've got a fantabulous show coming at you here today Daily Sports Dosage. Our boy Cam is back. We are just bantering and having some fun here on the podcast. We get back into the NBA a little bit. Talk about some quarterbacks and so just some fun stories back and forth that we've heard. So I was excited for today's show. Love chatting with Cam always. And uh, I think you guys are really going to love today's episode. So here it is. Cam, our boy from Daily Sports Dosage. Check him out, by the way, everywhere that you get uh, social media. It is not everywhere you get podcasts, everywhere you get social media. Uh, Check out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Snapchat. You can find him pretty much anywhere under Daily Sports Dosage. He also runs some other accounts that you probably don't know he runs, because I don't know that he runs, but he's got like seven or eight different accounts. So he's probably running something that you follow. But if you look for Daily Sports Dosage, you know you can find Cam. So without further ado, let's bring our good friend back in and we just chat for an hour. Enjoy. How about your boy, Mac Jones? Uh, so I like the pick because they didn't, um, you know, force anything. But I mean, I'm not super high on Mac Jones, just to be honest. I feel like it was the right pick and they should have done exactly what they did. So they kind of kind of got a quarterback and then, I mean, I'm okay with it. I definitely am happy with it. If they didn't, if they didn't draft a quarterback or trade for someone, I would have been ridiculously upset. And this is like, they did all this for Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Like with all this signing and stuff. Yeah. And I, I genuinely have no idea of what the Patriots are going to do at quarterback. Like, I have no idea when Mac Jones is going to play. Because I'm someone who subscribes to the idea of if you're going to pick a quarterback in the first round, they should start week one. Because very rarely is a guy, if they're not ready to start the first game of the season, it's like, oh, but they're magically going to be ready to in like four weeks. Like it seems very strange that that mindset. It's the same thing with the 49ers. I think Trey Lance is going to start week one. But I have no idea what the Patriots want to do 
with quarterback, especially because Cam and him are like two totally different offenses. Yeah, I mean, from I mean, I, I don't I'm not like you know like an insider or anything, but I definitely have you know being around here is a lot of you know chatter. But from what from what it sounds like, um, it's just Cam's team right now until Mac Jones proves that he is the guy. But like to the point, if you're taking a quarterback at 15, you better be ready to start week one. I agree with you on that. Unless you're in a situation where you have an Alex Smith where like is actually like maybe better right out of the gate and then give Mahomes a little bit of time to get it. But like, I mean, end of the day, like you're taking a quarterback at 15 because you need one. You know what I mean? You're not just taking them just, just for, just for fun. You need a quarterback. Yeah, and I think something that's interesting with the Mahomes thing that people forget is that they only got Mahomes because, and this is a really cool story, is that Andy Reid basically was bringing Mahomes in for a workout. And they did the workout, and one of the things he did was he wrote five plays on the board, and then he erased them, then had Mahomes write the five plays again on the board, nailed it, went out on the field, executed all of them with the first time seeing the playbook. And Andy Reid basically said, I have to get this quarterback. This is the smartest, best quarterback I've ever scouted. And, and you know what's funny about Mahomes, thing. too? From, he didn't really even understand how to read a defense. That's how good this yeah. guy is. That, I can tell you my favorite Mahomes story in the, in the world after that. But basically, so Sean Payton said the same thing, and he was going to draft Mahomes at 11. So the Chiefs had to go all the way up to 10 with the Bills get Mahomes and it worked out all right for the Bills. They traded down to like 27 and got Tredavious White, but Ooh, yeah, it worked their, out all right their for guy. Them. He's a beast. Yeah. And so the reason that they sat there was the same reason Aaron Rodgers sat three years in Green Bay was just, they just took Aaron Rodgers because he fell to 24 and they were like, are you all bleeping insane? Like you're going to yeah. let Aaron Rodgers fall to pick 24 in the draft? Yeah, sometimes it's you just get yeah. lucky, man. Sometimes, I mean, like with the Patriots, like let's be honest, like I, did they really want to draft Tom Brady or he just was there? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. the same type of thing. You just get lucky sometimes. You're like, oh, wait, we have a diamond. Not only is Mahomes a diamond in the rough, the guy is just like the fact that he didn't go number one overall for what we see now is just ridiculous. This guy is just insane. I I, I love I love Mahomes stories. They're all They're always like, they a lot of people will talk about Mahomes. I know you've I know you you're really bullish on um Mahomes as well, but he like whenever people talk about him, it's like goat type of comment. They're they're like, I just can't believe he does what it, it's like there's a story about Tom Brady when um he, this is a pretty funny one. They were coming back from the Bills game and I, I think that they got rained out or something, so they couldn't fly home. And all the team was at like a like at a bar or something, and they were all like doing like a drinking competition. And Brady comes in, and he like normally wouldn't have come. And they were like all dogging him that he couldn't drink, and like he like out drank like all the linemen in like a beer drinking competition. <laughs> and like and everyone was, and then he just left. And it was just like it's just like when you're like one of the greatest of all time, you just do things like that all the time. You're just like. He's just good at everything. You know what I mean? It's just, it's an unbelievable yeah. story, but it's just, it blew me away when I heard that the first time. So the goat type things with Mahomes that are kind of like in the, the nerdy analytics side is that, so basically 
QBR and passer rating are like the two metrics that get used a lot because they're the ones that kind of closest reflect the eye test. It's not yeah. always perfect, but they're the stats. No, no, that, no. It's, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty yeah, close. It's the stat that closest resembles the yeah. eye test. It's like wind shares in basketball. It's the, the, the stat that usually matches up well with the eye test. Oh, by the and way, so, no, not to cut you off, you, you, I never heard this before, that, that, that wind share thing until you told me about it. And then the mm-hmm. second you told me about it, it was like the hottest thing I've ever noticed. Like literally everyone was using it. So, and then I looked into it. Like, I think, I think there was like only like six or seven times or something that if they didn't have the highest win share, they didn't win the MVP or something along those lines. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't know any of that. And it blew me away when you told me it. So it's just like a really interesting, I love numbers like that. So just not to cut yeah. you off. I thought that was so they're, interesting. They're the ones that are useful because they most closely resemble what we yeah. see in the eye test. And yeah. Tom Brady has a hall of fame passer rating, but he's not like those nine years of Brady's prime where they didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. He was like hall of fame, QBR and passer rating. So He's Hall of Fame, but he's not like the greatest ever. The greatest ever in passer rating is Aaron Rodgers. And through four games, and Aaron Rodgers is like pretty significant. Like his career, I think, is like 113, and the next closest is like 109 or something. I think it, it might be John Elway. I don't remember. Yeah. But Mahomes through four seasons is at like 115. Like he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers' career pace. Obviously, smaller sample size, but. Yeah, but Mahomes, man, that guy, he is just. He does things on the field, even like, and I'm not trying, like, I'm not trying to be ESPN or Bleacher Report or whatever, but what he did in the Super Bowl for was ridiculous. I mean, like, some of those throws he was making made me literally like, and I I don't even want to be that guy, but like, they were borderline remarkable. Like, my 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 stance on that is basically the reason it looks so remarkable is because. Going into that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes had not lost a game by double digits since he was playing Iowa State in 2016 at Texas Tech. Oh, wow. So simply put, we'd never seen Mahomes down 14, 21 points ever. And that's why we saw him like falling to the ground and flinging balls to the back pylon or hitting Tyree Till in the yeah. face while throwing while it totally in midair. Yeah. We've never seen Mahomes down tw- 14 to 21 except for – when he was down 24-0 against the Texans and outscored them 52-7 to in three quarters. <laughs> yeah, but but that's kind of what I expected in the Super Bowl for that to happen, for them to come back. Like I remember uh, they uh, – I think that the the uh, box won forward on fourth down or something. I think it was maybe the first or second quarter, and I was like, yep, that's it. The Chiefs won. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen that way. In both of those, I felt because I've seen this so many times with Brady. I bet every year against Brady, I don't like him because I grew up a Chargers fan, and so every year I happened, and then it happened twice this year. It was the NFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl, where after the Scotty Miller play in the NFC Championship game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I in that I'm sitting there at halftime. It's twenty-one-six, and I said dude, the Packers can't win this game. I screwed my friend. I'm like, Packers aren't going to win this game. Like, down 15 at this point, I don't think there's a chance. And the Super Bowl it was the same thing. I think it was like 21 to 9 at halftime or something. And I just saw that. I'm like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's a chance. I don't, I don't think the Chiefs can do it. And then it's, they came right out, and Leonard Fournette ran a touchdown from like 30 yards out. I'm like, okay, now it's over. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh... – it's mind blowing. It really is. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. My other fun Mahomes story, and this is he was telling it on the shop, and it, I'll, I'll never forget. Oh, I, this. yeah, was, I, I think I, I think I know, but I want to hear it again. From it's your at, so it was after the Super Bowl, and he talked about they were playing at Denver, and the the Broncos had played man coverage the entire game. It was snowing, it was cold. They're playing man coverage the whole game, and Reed calls for a deep pass to break a zone. And Mahomes is like, coach, they've, they've been running man the whole game. And what, lo and behold, they come out in zone. I think I have it backed up. So they've been playing zone all game. Yeah, he comes yeah. out in man coverage. He calls a deep ball. And he's like, coach, they're just going to pull the safety down. Come out first time the entire game, man coverage, 50-yard touchdown to Tyree Hill. And it's just the most amazing thing in the world that Andy Reid is like a football genius. And Mahomes talks about, like, there's so much he needs to learn still because – He's playing with Andy Reid, and Andy yeah. Reid is a genius at calling plays out over 20 years of doing it. Yeah, and, and this is, like, very unrelated, but it made me think about it. There was, like, a story. I saw, like, a video actually yesterday about Iman Shumper talking about LeBron, how he would, like, be like, give me the ball, and then he'd be, like, in the post or something, and he's literally like, okay, hey, Iman, cut once this happens. So, he, like, like, he just knew the play was going to happen before it happened. Like, when you're truly great like that, you literally study, 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 study where you just know what's going to happen. It's it's actually remarkable. And Andy Reid's like one of the greatest offensive minds maybe ever. I mean, he, he's definitely up there for sure. Well, we can play this game too. Like name the four best run organizations in the NFL. If you had to guess across, we'll say 10, 20 years, the four best run organizations in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots, um, yeah. the, the Chiefs are probably – Definitely, yeah, definitely um, the Chiefs. Andy Reid as a whole, like you could throw in Eagles, Andy. Reed well, yeah, too, no, I was yeah. gonna say that. Yeah, so yeah. wherever Andy Reid is, um, maybe I see, definitely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying maybe Seattle, but like they kind of fell apart at the end. Uh, I'm trying and to think. Actually, I don't really even know. I would, I would have put Seattle at four, and number three, I would have put Baltimore. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore's got a good. I would almost say. If the 49ers didn't fall apart like last couple of years, like they could be up there too. But I agree with you. No, the the Baltimore Ravens should be up. Like, it's actually really crazy. Well, I've said it before. Oh, and Steelers. For, the Steelers it, are good too. The oh Steelers yeah, the Steelers. Too. The Steelers were up there too. So you could take the Seahawks out of it because it better yeah. proves my idea. It's a different yeah. thing, but basically, so. Baltimore, if it weren't for the Patriots, Baltimore would be the gold standard. They're like the silver standard, but they do all the same things the Patriots yeah, do. Like I Baltimore, agree. the way Ozzie Newsom and John Harbaugh ran that organization, and before John Harbaugh was Brian Billick, but yeah. they ran that organization like Patriots esque or like Patriots Junior or Patriots Life. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, personally, they probably ran just as good, but the Patriots just had a better quarterback. That's just that the difference. I mean, like people want to give Bill Belichick a lot of credit. He deserves it, but he still had the greatest quarterback ever. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's you got to have one or the other. You know what I mean? Like, John Harborough made Joe Flacco look like you know. I, there was like that one conversation where everyone's like, Joe Flacco's elite, and it was literally like a yeah. thing for like two well, years. Because, three because years. Joe Flacco had the best game of or had the best, best four game stretch of his career at the best time. Yeah, and literally. Not only in the playoffs. During a contract year, he had yeah, I know, the man. greatest four-game stretch of his life. But basically, so think about who are the six best quarterbacks in football right now. It's Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, yeah. 
Lamar Jackson, Ravens. It was Tom Brady for a while on the Patriots, so we can count that in a way. Like Patriots, you know the what? I, the, dude, the Packers could be up there too. No, see, you're getting to the point here. Yeah. And then who are the who are the remaining best ones? Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. And guess which players want to leave the teams that they play on right now? Patrick, or not Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, like we said, the Seahawks are different, but the Packers are totally incompetent but it's been masked yeah, because they've had true. great quarterbacks for that's 25 true. years that's they true. have failed Aaron Rodgers at every turn just like the Texans failed Deshaun Watson and wow that's interesting so just the consistency piece the consistency piece comes with the you have a good quarterback you're going to be good but the I, see, see the Steelers are interesting to me because I think that the Steelers really are a good organization they just they just yes. throw up. They just throw up on themselves all the time. That doesn't mean that they're bad. They just they just don't know how to win big games. There's yeah. always one. There's always one horrible loss every year on the Steelers. Like you can almost count it. It's against like the Jaguars every year. What was that loss? And then they just they just never they can never pull through because of those horrible Mike Tomlin losses. Yeah, like the the Steelers and the Saints are two organizations yeah, where. Same Saints, Saint, Saints were totally incompetent, and then they turned it around by getting Sean Payton. Like, Sean yeah. Payton changed that organization. And also, Mickey uh, Mickey Loomis is the GM, I think, there. Getting yeah. those two guys kind of, like, broke the cycle. It's like what's happening in Buffalo. Buffalo, totally incompetent, but those two guys, Bean and McDermott, kind of broke oh, the cycle. McDerm- McDermott's a beast. I love him. I think he's awesome. So, yeah, they're kind of weird because they were incompetent forever, and then two guys come in and break the cycle. Kind of what happened with the Seahawks, except the yeah. Seahawks got Mike Holmgren and then Pete Carroll. The point kind of being is, like, the best-run organizations tend to put themselves in positions to succeed because they get these quarterbacks. And yeah. a lot of it is developmental. And so you get a Mahomes in there, you put him in a position to succeed. You get Lamar Jackson and – put him in a position to succeed and Lamar Jackson saves John Harbaugh's job. And so the organization rewards him by building this crazy system around him. And so it's interesting where you see Rogers and Watson now and Russell Wilson is different. Like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, they've been good. They've just been the exact same team post Malcolm Butler. I think they went lost in the second round, missed the playoffs, lost in the wild card, lost in the wild card, lost in the second round, lost in the wild card. So they just keep getting bounced in the same place. And they well, just... and, and I'm pretty sure from what I was reading, there was like ever since they had to pay Russell Wilson, like that like top, which is he is a top tier quarterback, don't get me wrong. But yeah. that's when things started going wrong. That's when teams don't realize like when you can get a fifth-year option on a guy like the Lamar Jackson type, that's when you're good, man. But then when you get to pay him like crazy dollars, like it hurts the team. Well, yeah, because the salary cap system yeah. makes it such that like 20% of your money is going to this player. Which and is, so, I mean, I mean, it is the most important player on the field, in my opinion, at least. And then it's like, yeah. you know, because you're get because if you have one of those six guys, you're guaranteed to win like nine to 10 games every yeah. year, unless you're the Texans, which is the worst case scenario where they probably still last year. Should have won seven or eight games. They were one of the worst teams in one possession games last year. So yeah, I know they yeah they could have won much more. And they actually, I mean, they were god awful, but they had some decent players around. So I mean, not not I mean, not really good, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, they they, they had your JJ Watts and your yeah. Zach Cunningham's and your Whitney Mercilesses. Yeah. And, well, they had DeAndre Hopkins at one point, but not last year. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that one's not looking too good for them. But that it's it's that foundation that leads to Deshaun Watson. You know, he's never yeah. going to play another game with the Texans for multiple. Well, he might reasons. not even play another game. Another game where he's looking right now. But we'll, well see. that one's going to come down to when is he going to settle those yeah. suits? Because there's no way he's going to let that play out all the way. Because there's no way you're going to get exonerated on all 22 charges. It's just no, yeah, not no. He's, possible. He's got a. And 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 I've I've been very much like sealed with that. I haven't talked about it at all because I don't want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I can just tell you this that it doesn't look great. There's 22 of them, and yeah. you gotta you gotta find a way to kind of make that go away. Because I saw a lot of people that were like, "Oh, this the the Texans did that." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you got everyone's in, into conspiracy theories these days." It's like, dude, just just. Understand, twenty-two is not like just a mistake. That's a lot of people. So, well, I I had made that same I made that same mistake off the bat because I myself had to kind of look. Well, first of all, I had made the decision from the very beginning. We're not going to make jokes about this because it's a because on a meme page, it's a content where everyone running it is all everyone running the like hundred major ones is a guy. The people following are 91% men. Yeah. And so yeah. this is probably not something that we should joke about it just because there's not enough perspective on it. Yep. And the second part is that Deshaun Watson was one of my favorite players and I didn't yeah. want to believe that it was the no, case. No, see, to see that's where it. I was too. And like, I would always think, oh man, he doesn't seem like that type of guy, but we don't even know him. Like I feel exactly. like I do, but it's like. And it's, it's the thing with canceling someone is that just, it's not that the person is dying it's that a part of ourselves has to yeah. die because we have to rethink the way that we thought of deshaun watson and so yeah well it, and it also gives us a bad perspective on our end they're like you're like wow like i liked uh you know like a rapist you know what i mean or whatever it's like holy it's a weird thing so i'm letting the legal process handle itself and i'm just gonna you know be as diligent as i can like same thing what you say because i haven't made i i'm not even sure i've been posted about it one time on my page because it's just it's not it's not a joke. It's it's yeah. very serious stuff, you know? The one joke I did make was the part about his lawyer. Because it's pretty clear now, one, that his lawyer has a hairpiece. And two, that <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Watson... He definitely does. He yes, definitely no, does. he definitely has a hairpiece, allegedly. <laughs> and two, that Deshaun Watson very clearly lied to his lawyer. Because if they weren't going to take the $100,000 settlement off the bat, for everything that's happened to him now, where he's now lost millions and millions of dollars in endorsements and his good name, it's very clear that he lied to his lawyer off the bat and said that this is something that's not true. Like, that yeah. seems very clear now. And so because it's the legal process, I'm just interested to see, because it's a civil suit, yeah, when yeah, is yeah. he going to settle? How fast does he want to settle these claims and make it go away? And then he might get punished by the NFL. But this just seems as simple as when do you want to settle on a deal with these people? I don't know what they're asking for. That hasn't been revealed yet. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of like things floating around. But there was like something like a hundred thousand like. Uh, like a few of them were asking for a lot of money. So I yeah, mean, but, but that's the deal that Watson now has is that he's going to have to settle all of these claims and or at least the ones who are willing to proceed through the court and as soon as he settles he might get punished by the nfl i don't know if they like just put him on the exempt list and say go away for a while but 
it's this is just I'm interested in the next part of the process. When does he settle? Because there's no situation other than he settles the remaining suits. I yeah. don't know if it's 15 or 14 or however many keep going, but yeah, but also two people can't realize don't realize this either. Why would the Texans want to do this? Because so I get it from a perspective, he what he can't get traded now. He his his worth is so low right now. Yes, but saying, he also but he also can never play another game for the Houston Texans. No, a hundred percent. But now yeah. the Texans have their what they could have gotten for him. They like like what did what did Matthew Stafford go for? Um, basic. So basically, he went for a first and a third, and then they gave an extra first rounder to take Jared Goff's contract. Okay, so so you would assume he's going to at least get that, and he's a he's like a top five quarterback potentially talent wise. Like, I mean, like I think I think the deal is two and three first round picks because for the Texans, that's basically four first round picks. Yeah, you can no, flip no, two exactly, up for a first. exactly. But is that still the deal? You think, or it's got to be lower now? It has to be because because now they have leverage. <sighs> It'll be lower if he gets traded in June. I don't think he'll get traded. Based on the way things are going and the information we have, he's probably not going to get traded till next offseason, but yeah. he just won't play another game for the Texans, either by holdout because he's demanding a trade or because of the Texans are like, dude, just don't show up. Like, yeah, look, we're, yeah, we're trying. Just don't show up. We yeah, just, just go go away. Just go away. We're going to work on it. Just just go away. We're going to try and lose as many games as possible and get the number one pick. Like, just go away. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. Like, it's almost like one of the situations where I have no opinion on it because I don't even know what to think about it. So I just literally just say, this is not my – it's not even in my, like, repertoire to be giving my opinion on it. So I just say, okay, yeah. I think we're going to move on to the next story here, guys. Well, do you remember in January, we're like, no one this good has ever become available via trade or free agency? Because yeah. if you look back now, it's kind of funny. The greatest free agent signing in the history of the NFL is Tom Brady with the Bucks. Like, it's kind of funny yeah. how that's worked out. And there's been four of these now because <laughs> you had Watson the first time requesting a trade or demanding a trade. Then you had uh, Russell Wilson. Then you had Deshaun Watson legal battles. And now you have Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, this is like the fourth time in one offseason that this crazy shit that we've never seen before has happened with quarterbacks in, in kind of in their primes. Yeah, and... isn't that it, it, that? I'm, I'm actually interested. I, I agree with you on that Tom Brady take because imagine how there wasn't teams that didn't want Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still good enough to win Super Bowls, apparently. So what is everyone, all these teams thinking by not wanting Tom Brady? I think the Colts are the only team that I can look at and say, y'all bleeped up real bad by choosing Phillip Rivers over Tom Brady. But did, but did Tom Brady actually, like, was Tom Brady actually going to go there? Like, I didn't, I didn't even see that report. Well, there were thoughts that nobody was going after Tom Brady. It felt like he signed with the Bucks because he settled. No one else wanted him. In free That's agency. what I thought, too. And then Tom Brady probably said, okay, guys, you know, and Tom Brady, you know, fashion. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, 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 well, yeah, now we've come to find out. Like, if he had wanted to go to the Chargers, that was a team that was interested in him, but then they passed because they were going to take Herbert or Tua, whichever one the which, Dolphins didn't which, take. Which is the right decision. I mean, it's, it, like in Yeah, no, knowing, knowing Herbert is good, but if, say, the Dolphins had taken Herbert and they got Tua, maybe it's the wrong decision. I don't know. The Chargers are generally not a well-run organization. But Brady <laughs> wouldn't have been able to win. Like they wouldn't, yeah. the, the Bucks were the best roster he could have gone to. Colts are pretty close, like a close second, but yeah. 
the, was, I, and I'm it, pretty sure the ba- I'm pretty sure the Bears were on that list too. And I think the Bears have a pretty good roster too. They just have just have there's obviously kind of poorly run over there. Yeah, I was about to say, there ain't no way in hell Tom Brady's going to play for the Bears. No way. No, but, uh, no, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was one of the teams though, wasn't it? I can't remember though. I they were one of like the early ones, but I just remember yeah. like the Titans were on there too, but then they gave Tannehill thirty million dollars and it was like <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember now now that you said that, I remember uh who said that? I think it was Derrick Henry. I think he was like, I would rather have the guy that I have now or something. I'm like, dude, yeah. shut up. Like, well, he has, to, yeah, he has to say that, but it was I looking know, pretty I good know. at that But, time. like, you know what I mean, though? It's like, come on, bro. What are you doing? Tannehill was looking pretty good at the time, but Tannehill he, Oh, no, he was. He, no, he definitely was, for sure. I think in his last, like, four playoff games, Tannehill has, like, 400 and something total passing yards. It's kind of funny. I mean, let's be honest. Did you really think that Ryan Tannehill was going to be like, like, dude, Tannehill's Tannehill. He's a good, not great quarterback, which is what he is. Yeah, I think he's losing his uh, his lust now with the Titans because when you give Tannehill and Henry $50 million, guess what? You lose Corey Davis, you lose Johnny Smith, you lose your uh, two top cornerbacks, Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler. So now the Titans are going to, you know, kind of fall off a little bit. But the good news for them, they play in a division with two absolutely crappy teams. And, and it's just them and, and the they, they're, I think they're pretty well run too, it seems like. Yeah, John Robinson's well run, and they just don't have stars. I think it's yeah. their problem. They did sign Bud Dupree. I'll give them that. That was a pretty good move. Yeah, that but... yeah that, that that's an under the radar type of one too for sure. I love Bob Dupree a lot. Yeah, but they, they just lack star power. Like Derek, like the team being carried by Derrick Henry can only get you so far, especially when you have just an absolutely garbage defense. Oh yeah, like. Like butt defense. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. but but that, but they peaked. This is the thing with the Titans. Their peak was that AFC Championship run. Like that was their window opening, and then their window slammed shut on them a year later when Derrick Henry runs <laughs> for two thousand yards, and they somehow barely made the wild card. Like they, yeah. I mean, like I mean, window. I mean, what do you want Derrick Henry to do? The guys, you know what I mean? It's like he he did everything he possibly could. There's no shame in that. That year, that's why they brought in Tannehill. They're like, this is our winning window, and Mariota's not getting it done. So let's try Tannehill. And I had said at the time that when they were two and three that year, if you put Tannehill in, you're going to make the playoffs. And guess what? They beat the Patriots and they beat the Ravens. So I underestimated the Titans. Oh my God. Yeah. That was, uh, well, so I mean, like, I can't even lie to you. Like, I did not feel good about the Patriots that year, but like, I remember one I, – I can't remember what game it was. Maybe it was against the Bengals or something, against when the Patriots were playing them. And it was that same year. And I'm like, dude, Tom Brady's leaving. And my friends were all like, yeah, you idiot. You don't know anything. I'm like, no, I really think he's No, he had decided. Anything. He had decided a year in advance he was leaving. That last year was just – but also the problem was he had a worse QBR than Trubisky. And looking back, it's like – so he's not, he's not the best quarterback in the league. He's not an elite quarterback. But he's also not worse than Trubisky. He's somewhere in the middle. That's what we know at this point with Tom Brady. He's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's not worse than Trubisky. The problem yeah. that year is he just had no goddamn wide receivers. No, I mean, I mean, the Patriots did not do uh, Cam Newton any any good any good juju either. I mean, like Cam Newton stinks. Don't get me wrong, but he but that team they had was a 
abysmal. Might have been and like they one still, of them. They and, still should have won eight games. They won seven, yeah. and one of them, like Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore, got COVID. They lost at home to the Broncos. Like they yeah, should have won eight games. And like, if you look at the like, there's a couple games that could have won. The Broncos was definitely one of them. They almost they they should have beaten the Bills. Cam Newton fumbles and like the the end. That's right. I forgot about and that. Then, and then the second game of the year, they 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 go for four on fourth. They go for like it was like two yards or something on the goal line against the Seahawks, and they lost. Like they could have won ten and six, like legitimately. Yeah, they could have made the playoffs, which is base. It, that's the baseline for Belichick is going ten and six. It's just everyone yeah, yeah. So out. like, and, and then so so I'm actually curious and outside looking in, what do you? What do you think about the Patriots this year? Do you think they have a good chance of like doing something? I'm not saying Super Bowl. Yeah, they're obviously I, not. I think I think them and the Bills are on the exact same level. I think both are 12 win teams. One's going to win the division. One's going to get the uh, the fifth wild card. I think. Dude, both how deflating is that to be the Bills? How deflating is that to be the Bills? Honestly, I, Buffalo is so interesting because because they're I don't, they, they should I don't, be better. They should be yeah. a lot better. Well, it feels like their window is opening, and Buffalo was like the second best team in the league. Well, third best team behind the Packers and and uh, Kansas City in the regular season. Yeah. Their only problem was just they played Kansas City. Like they did everything really well. They beat Baltimore in the playoffs at their own style of game, where Josh Allen threw sixteen times, and their only run play was him bootlegging and scrambling for uh, like five yards. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Buffalo was awesome last year. They just weren't the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just the crazy super team that after Mahomes has come back from his uh, his knee injury, they won 26 and 28, and one of those losses was because they benched all their starters. So oh, they, yeah, people don't people don't realize Mahomes is probably winning the MVP last year if he doesn't get He's an absolute monster, dude. He really is. He, well, he would have like, won, won the MVP that year when they won the Super Bowl. And then yeah. last year, he had a higher passer rating than he did his actual MVP season. It was just Aaron Rodgers was so ridiculous that Aaron Rodgers won the MVP over Patrick Mahomes. And it, yeah, no shame on the Bills. It's no shame on the Titans either. You made a damn AFC championship game. You're just not the Chiefs. Like, yeah. That's yeah. like, you just don't have the firepower. And even Buffalo, their problem was, I think they had. Their first nine offensive possessions, I think their only score was off the muff punt by the Chiefs. So oh, they got first yeah. and goal right away. I think that was the yeah, only yeah. time they scored in the first nine possessions. So, and and, and the, the, this is not a shot. I just I, I think I remember you saying this. You were not you were not a big fan of uh, um, Josh Allen, right? Or or are you now? <sighs> I, I just I'm wrong about Josh Allen. It's just a matter of how wrong I'm going to be. No, no, see, yeah. see, see, I think I personally think that he's like I like Josh Allen is an NFL quarterback. That's what oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, now but, I acknowledge but, yeah, but he's, he's not an MVP or anything. That's what I think. I think he's he's good, not great, and he's gonna win you some games, but he's not gonna be he's not good at I, I just don't I, I'm still with you, bro. I don't give up on that take yet. Because I really well, no, think no, that... no, no, no. I said that the Bills would go six and ten and replace oh, Josh okay, Allen. Okay. Like that okay, was okay. wrong as hell. But right. the place I have him in now is I just need a larger sample size. Like I recognize this is the greatest single season turnaround in NFL history, where he improved fifteen points in completion percentage, one hundred and twenty passing yards. Oh yeah, no, he touchdowns. got he got significantly better. Like he's a he's a he is no no matter how you slice it, he's an NFL quarterback now. So that's that's good for him. But I just don't. I don't know. I just, I just don't really know if you. I mean, you, I mean, if you're the Bills, you have to hit your wagon to him. You have to. But yeah. I'm just my my I'm six and ten sure. take. My six and ten take was grounded in some truth because I said 
The Bills had the number two defense last year. Defense is prone to regression. The Bills had the number 17 defense in the league last year. They just happened to have a number one offense or number two offense. 17? That's that's right? Wow. Yeah, they finished 17th in team defense last year. They had no help from Josh Norman, little help from uh, – what's his name? Uh, Tredavious White was in and out with injury. Ed Oliver wasn't great. Jared Hughes was hanging on. They were playing AJ Epinesa in like big moments. Bro, that's like, crazy. I did not know that. I thought they were yeah, better. But their I, offense I knew they was had just ridiculous. <laughs> I knew they had a regression, but I didn't think they were going to be that bad. I mean, that's a defensive-minded coach and all that. That's wild. Yeah, and their offense was just Josh Allen carried them to 13 wins, and Stephon Diggs was awesome. Like their offense oh, yeah. was Stephon Diggs, stupid huh? good. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, that's that one is I've been saying it for a while. That's going to go down as the most even trade in NFL history is uh, the the draft date or the pre-draft trade where Buffalo got Stefan Diggs and gave up the 22 pick, which became Justin Jefferson. That's got to be like the most even trade in the history. I can't lie to you. I would I I, if you're asking me, I am I'm still I would rather be the Vikings because he's still younger. Because you well, what are they gonna? They're gonna have to pay Stephon Diggs now. Like I don't know. See, I'm always in the camp when you have a good year. You're all, you're always gonna follow up with a bad one. It's just the way it works. Like with like and, 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 and tell tell Patrick Mahomes that. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is also the goat. So like, you know what I mean? Like 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 different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. His level, things are different. But like when you're like, I'm not saying uh Stefan Diggs is awesome like I'm not saying he's, he's an average player because he's not at all but like when you're not when you're not like freaking Tom Brady or you know one of these type of players like I don't know I just I don't know I don't yeah. know yeah he's not he's not Antonio Brown but he's somewhere close to it like yeah I agree prime I agree prime Antonio Brown I think had like seven straight thousand yard seasons so he's not well, quite see, that but see see I agree with you I think Antonio Brown like as much as a absolute nutbag he is the guy was like prolifically good i mean like oh no yeah he's first ballot hall of famer when he retires like it's the same thing as terrell owens like he first ballot hall of famer no question antonio brown could should would be first ballot hall of famer yeah what yeah what happened to that guy man jeez well he sat out a year of football that's why he's not the same weapon he used to be is because he sat out a full year of football but in his 30s also he's now a 32 year old wide receiver but He's still good too, which is crazy. He's still like he's still productive. Yeah, and ha- hitching your wagon to Tom Brady is generally a good way because uh, in exchange for putting up with the BS of the season, he's going to reward him with two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he got he, did, he just signed a one year deal too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's back with the Bucks. But this brings it back to the Josh Allen thing, where you talk about regression. So. After Lamar's MVP season, I kind of said, like, Lamar's like a tier two quarterback right now. Like, he's with the the Russell Wilsons of the world in, like, tier two. He's with Matt Ryan and company. Now Matt Ryan's not that, but Matt Ryan was at the time. And it's like, yeah. then I watched last season. I'm like, okay, Lamar Jackson's elite. Like, no, no question about it. That dude's just stupid good. He's definitely one of the four best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. I'm in that place with Josh Allen where I'm like, he's in the same tier as, like, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and him. Yeah, and then just not—he's not quite Mahomes, Rogers. He's almost like in the NBA. Is how I would describe it. Like you know, like there's like the superstars that are like you know LeBron, you know whatever Anthony Davis. Or Anthony Davis is definitely in that conversation. Yeah, there's five. There's like five players you can be the best player on a championship team. It's like yeah, KD, Kawhi, Giannis, yeah, and then there's guys like you know Paul George, who's 
top of tier two, but not quite tier one yet, or like really close. But he, like that's probably where I would put uh, Josh Allen in the eyes of quarterbacks because he just so, he so just, Josh Allen's Jason Tatum. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason Tatum. Uh, oh man, we could. I could just talk more. Yeah, Jason Tatum. Celtics stink. I don't even know what the hell. I don't even know what's wrong with them. I still don't. I still don't get it. I, the crazy part might be they just didn't replace Gordon Hayward. That might be the biggest problem. Yeah, well, that's that's Danny Ainge not knowing how to make like an actual trade. Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge only makes trades unless he completely swindles people. He doesn't know how to like be like, oh, this is a fair trade for both teams. Let's do it. Like, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I don't know how accurate this report was. But there was something about how. Danny Ainge didn't pull the trigger on um, him trading Gordon Hayward to the uh, Pacers for Miles Turner because he wanted all the depot. And I'm like, dude, what? Yeah, that was true. That was that happened during the offseason when Hayward was going to do a sign and trade. That hurts my soul. Yeah. Because <laughs> Miles Turner really would have helped you guys then. But it's uh, just like he lost him for nothing in the end. So it's just like. Yeah. And, and he's actually been pretty good this year, too, for sure. Yeah, not understanding that that's not how the free agent sign and trade works. You just get anything you can in the Yeah, exactly, if, exactly. And, if and Miles Danny Turner is, wants to play for them, then so be it. And Miles Turner is actually like, what? what yeah, I think he has the most blocks. I don't actually. I think he's out right now, or he was injured or something. But he, um, or maybe not. I don't. I don't remember. I haven't. I haven't but, yeah, you're right. That's the sad part for Danny Ainge. That Miles Turner's playing better than Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Way better, dude. I think he. I think he's. Uh, yeah, he's average. Victor Oladipo can't even get on the damn court. Well, that's because he plays on a good team now. But, yeah, injuries have sacked Victor Oladipo. I understand why you do, you say that in the first place. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, Victor Oladipo seems better than Miles Turner. Yeah, then- but the Celtics the Celtics desperately needed a uh, big man. I mean, they have, you know, what – I mean, I don't know. Whatever, I don't know. we can get this don't, conversation all day. <laughs> yeah, we, we can get this conversation all day. I am just not high on the Celtics. I, yeah, I we can have it. this conversation weeks from now when they're playing in the play-in round against the bum-ass Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then it, I don't know. Oh my God, the Celtics, and the Celtics. It's just it's too sad too because they have good players. They just I don't know. I just don't. I just they just don't have the right chemistry of players. They don't have enough bench. They don't have all these things. It just yeah, you guys have two twenty-five year old all stars, and that the strength of your team used to be the depth, where like Al Horford was like a fourth option on offense, and now all of that is gone. All of it is gone at this point. I saw that um, the thing that was talking about, uh, they had the list of the old 2018 Celtics that uh, went to the conference finals and they had them all in their different jerseys now. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. With like like Terry Rozier and all that, right? Yeah. Like with uh, Rozier, was, who's Kyrie. awesome. Kyrie, uh, yeah. Gordon Hayward, Al Horford. See, Terry Rozier, I don't think people realize how much that one hurt because. People don't realize that, like, how important it is to have, like, actual depth scoring. And Terry Rozier really provided that. And then he goes to the Hornets, and he's been good. Really I will good. Tell you, I will tell you a fun beef I have with Hornets fans. Because during okay. free agency, I made a meme that went viral on Twitter that uh, was the Michael Jordan laughing meme where he's got the tablet in uh, The Last Dance. And it was basically yeah, yeah. saying... The Hornets refused to pay $40 million for Kemba Walker, then gave $47 million to Terry Rozier and yeah, Gordon yeah. Hayward. And Hornets fans were coming after me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys are just crazy Hornets fans. And looking back, I'm like, oh, damn. Support for the Take It Easy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and today we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code TIE, that's T-I-E, at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIE, T-I-E, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Basketball in a while, because I'm just like, let's, well, one, we had the draft, but two, I'm like, we know who the good teams are. Let's just get to the seeding part of the playoffs. It's actually really weird, too, because I usually watch like a ton of basketball, like almost like, I don't know, every night, but I have not watched it very much because it's, it's very boring right now. Well, have you seen the thing about, like, these nationally televised games? The ratings are, like, way, way down this year, and I saw it. I'm like, yeah, the NBA regular season is totally irrelevant, of course. I know. Well, not only is it are. irrelevant, like, it's boring, bro. It's just boring. Like, you know, like, these – they're not even really good games. Like, even, like, it being, like a, like, a highlight guy, like, all I need to do is just follow one page and I can just get all their – I like I don't I don't need to watch the games as much, which kind of sucks because I really do like watching basketball. But it's like I don't know. It's just been really. I did bad. have I did have one moment where it was like so I was watching. It was like on a Sunday, and there was like nothing going on. It was the Knicks were on that win streak, so it was probably two weeks ago. And yeah, I was watching them finish against the. Uh, I want to say it was the Rockets, maybe, but. It doesn't matter. So they, they win. Oh, Toronto. They're playing Toronto. So they win that game. And then the next one, they're like, next up is Sixers and Bucks. I'm like, I'll hang out for that one. That seems awesome. Like early playoff game. And then I look and it's like, Ben Simmons is not playing. And then 30 minutes before Giannis is out for the game. I'm like, oh, well, never mind then. I'll go yeah, do something it's just, else. It's, but, it's a, the NBA has a big problem, man. They really do. Yeah. I Well, I think it, they don't have a problem if people come back for the playoffs, which I know I, I will. I'm going to be watching all the play-ins, all the playoffs. Like, if people come yeah. back for the playoffs, then they don't have a problem. It's just yeah, I agree. regular season is irrelevant. If they don't come back for the playoffs, then you've got a bit of a problem. But I mean, I mean people should. People should, which is why they're doing that uh, play-in tournament, because, I mean, a, a bunch of NBA players are crying about it, but I think it's a good move. It is the it's an amazing idea unless you have to play in the play in tournament. Like yeah, if you like, have to play in the play in tournament, it sucks for everyone else. It's the greatest invention ever. <laughs> well, it's it's literally what baseball did with the uh, um, the one game or whatever, which is yeah, like, the wild like, card like, games. which is like my favorite part of baseball almost. It's crazy. Yeah, I've been calling it the wild card in the NBA. Like I've been doing it by accident, but I'm like, yeah, the NBA wild card round where you have to play. Yeah one game to try and stay alive and i'm like yeah that seems awesome i i originally thought it was a three game series and then i found out oh no it's one game winner go yeah home, you know what's funny i thought it was three game series too for like the longest time and then someone was like nope it's one game and i'm like maybe that's why they hate it so much <laughs> it's four games so it's two days they play two in one day and two in the next day and so it's one game, if you win, you advance, and then they just play a seeding game after that. So, like, the two teams that win 
play each other and the winner gets the two seed and the loser gets the one seed, I think is how it works. That's going to be entertaining as hell. I can't, I can't wait for that. Well, also the matchups are so good this year. They're yeah, they are. so good. Like right now, Portland's moved in, but I don't see any scenario. The Lakers are playing in that game. They're just on a bad stretch. I kind of hope got all those LeBron so bad, though. That'd be, that'd be so interesting. No, I, I don't want it only because I don't want to watch the Lakers and Clippers in the first round. Because oh, then, because this is the thing that people don't realize: if the Lakers get the six seed and the Clippers get the the three seed, if they get the four seed, it changes. But if the Lakers play the Clippers in the first round, that means it's a guarantee that either Utah, Denver, or Dallas is going to make the Western Conference Finals. And none of those teams; those are all like second-tier teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, like, like, like I would actually be interested to see De- um, Denver if a Jamal Murray was there. Like that'd be. Like, I, I agree. I agree with you totally. Yeah, I, but I, it, but I mean, if it's if it's one of those teams against the Lakers or Clippers, it's going to be a four or five game round, like it was last year. But the Nuggets, at least, it was cool because they beat the Clippers. But it's going to be like a four or five game route, like that weird year where the. It was two years ago where the Warriors and Rockets played in the second round instead of the conference finals because the Rockets were the four seed. And it was like an F series. And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Warriors played the Blazers and just swept them out without Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. And, that and, and I'm pretty sure that was – wait, wait, wait. Wasn't that the year where the Clippers almost beat the Warriors in the first round? Well, not yes. almost beat but they, like – Yeah, like, but they went, like, six games and yeah, Durant but, like, got the, hurt. Yeah, but the exactly, but that was like that was like epic. I was like, oh my god, oh, that was a fun playoffs. Actually, that was a fun. Oh, playoffs. it was so fun because in the Eastern Conference that year it was the Kawhi dagger, and then the yeah, maybe the greatest. I mean, we talked about Pacers and Cavs before. I think it's my favorite series ever, 2018 first. Oh, round. definitely. I also and, saw and, and, the, that's, uh, and that's when I thought Oladipo was like a legit superstar. I'm like, this dude yeah. is a beast. And then in the next round, yesterday I was watching the highlights of the uh, the LeBron buzzer beater on the Raptors. That series oh. was fun. Was that against? Was that over uh, OG? Right? Oh, and yeah, OG. yeah, over OG. And anyways, yeah. the point I was going to that is that my second favorite series ever has to be right up there: Milwaukee, Toronto, Eastern Conference Finals, Giannis, Kawhi. Because I thought yeah. after that series, I'm like. This is the next rivalry of the NBA. Giannis and Kawhi is the new LeBron KD. Like this yeah, is yeah. that series was so epic. It was two zero. It was <laughs> my favorite three. part of that series. <laughs> my favorite part of that series is when is when they go down two zero and they in there like they ask Kawhi, "What do you do next?" He's like, "Going back to Toronto." <laughs> just like, but people just like, forget game three of that series went to double overtime, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Kawhi has the left-handed dunk. And yeah, 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 yeah. Dominate game. That four. was an epic playoff run. That really was. That was that so was epic. So epic. And then the the finals were just like game game six of the finals was just like what the or game five and six was just like what is happening? Like, oh, Durant just tore his Achilles. Oh, Clay Thompson just tore his ACL. What the hell is happening right now? Yeah, that that was just a bummer, actually. Like, like it. it I wasn't like rooting against the um. The Raptors. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, I forgot to tell you this. I was in Tor- I was in uh, Toronto, um, not Toronto. Sorry, I think it was Montreal. I was in Canada for the for game five, maybe in the in the finals. And it was dude, it yeah. it was epic, bro. It was that like was, oh. 
people were like, dude, it was acting like it was literally the best day of their lives. Like I was like literally like, and, and Boston usually does not like Toronto. They don't, we don't really get along with them, but I was a Toronto fan that day. Cause that was like, that was so epic. People were pumped. It was sick. Well, cause people thought they were going to clinch and that was, I'll never forget that one either. So t- game five of 2019 was Kawhi to start the fourth quarter. It was like a tie game. Kawhi hit the first 11 points of the fourth quarter. It was an 11-0 run for the Raptors. Every point was scored by Kawhi. And I said that moment, that's it. That's the, that's the moment. That's like everyone has the moment when you know you're going to be champions. Because it was 3-1 at that point, And Durant was just yeah. torn his Achilles. I'm like, that's, that's the it moment. Like the Raptors are going to win the championship. Yeah. And then Nick Nurse called the timeout. When they were on the run, called the timeout, goes to the bench, they're up seven, and then they come out, Clay Thompson hits a three, Steph Curry hits a three, get the ball to the corner, Steph Curry hits a three, and then the game ends with like Kyle Lowry hitting the side of the backboard, and they have to go back to Golden State for game six. I'm like, but that was the it moment. Kawhi scored 11 straight points. That was the this is it moment. And then the Warriors took it away, and... Then they won in game six when Lowry hit like 11 straight to start the game. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a, that was such an epic series. That was just an epic playoff run. Like that was like one that I, I, I'll like probably never forget legitimately. Yeah. I, I may have misspoke a little earlier when I said this is going to be an epic play in round. There's three epic play in rounds. And then there's the Hornets and the Pacers. <laughs> the Hornets and the Pacers are going to play each other in a play in round. And that yeah, the whole, but, but, but the Hornets game, I mean, anything the Hornets do are actually pretty, pretty, um, uh, interesting at least for sure but i i hear you though i i, I hear you <laughs> the hornets are interesting because people know Lamelo now and people yeah. like know scary terry but i'm just like well well, well i kind of like that i like the i like that announcer but like that's the only thing is you, you won't get much of that because it's going to be probably be on like national or whatever yeah but then you've got jaw versus steph right now like yeah, that might change yeah. but jaw no, versus steph yeah. that's a good one that's a good and one and then did you hear that the Blazers might fire Terry Stotts? Like, barring a long playoff run, they're probably going to fire him. Yeah. So I see. I don't really understand that. Like, like, what are your thoughts on that? So I, so I talked about this on radio yesterday, and basically, what I've been saying for years. So when Anthony Davis requested a trade from the Pelicans, I said Blazers go all in, like trade CJ McCollum, trade. I think Zach Collins was like the young, promising player at the time, like. Trade three first-round picks, go all in and get Anthony Davis. And then when Harden became available, I said, trade the house. Like, give all your picks, CJ McCollum, Nurkic, whatever it takes. Like, go get James Harden and pair him with Damian Lillard. And they, they just weren't ready to do that. And so the idea that they're now breaking up one of the big three being Stotts might signal that they might be ready to go all in. So, like, if Bradley Beal becomes available – maybe they're finally ready to go all in and like actually try and maximize Damian Lillard's championship window instead of yeah, like, but like, but like, are we really trying to put Dame uh, Bradley Beal in this, that type of conversation? And I, I know, I know you're not saying that. Yeah. Saying that but it's just who's but available. Like, yeah, I don't think no, Steph yeah, Curry's going good, to right? Portland. I, was about yeah. that. I don't think Steph Curry's choosing to go to Portland. So yeah, there's, there's just not a lot of superstars available in the next few years. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So Portland, I think they're finally ready to break it up because Stotts, CJ, and Dame have been together for nine years now. I think they've been that that three has been the only consistency of the last nine years for the Blazers. Like they've yeah. all been together for that entire time. The fact that they're ready to move on from Stotts 
might signal they're ready to move on from CJ for the right offer. I mean, I would, wouldn't you? Well, I would have moved him for Anthony Davis and James Harden. I definitely. I mean, I, I like Bradley CJ, Beal. but I'm not. I'm not trying. Let's let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Yeah, no. If if CJ McCollum is your second best player, you are the Blazers. <laughs> and yeah, like like he's a good number three, and he's good trade bait. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. No, I agree 100%. I love CJ McCollum. I love his podcast, too. But oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, think he's a really interesting person, too. Like, I like I, I like him a lot. CJ McCollum is the guy I would peg to be the next Kenny Smith, like, to sit on the desk of, like, a, an inside show. Yeah, like, he's a go. The... Yeah, he – yeah, I, but I can't lie, but I love his podcast. I, 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 I also love Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is, like, one of my favorite – favorite. like, I, I love the, all, uh, the smoke podcast. I am, like, all in on that. Yeah, my roommate's in on it, too. They have some good conversations, too. But they, the Blazers good might inside. have to go. Yeah, they might have to go to the play-in round, too. And they would play, like, San Antonio, which, I mean, I'm, I'm low-key scared of San Antonio. <laughs> like, I don't know. The Spurs are always just weird like that. They're just yeah, well, and, and, and they still have, like, the – and that's another, like, you know, not exactly the same as the NFL, what we were talking about, but they have – a well-run organization they you know but the only thing is is, is that the guy they, they don't really have any guys that have been there before but like, that's the weird thing about the spurs is that like some teams have like two stars like the the mavericks the mavericks are like not good enough to do anything but they're good enough to make the playoffs because they have two stars the yeah. spurs have like no stars and they're somehow good enough besides, to make De, the besides DeRozan, right yeah, but I thought coming into the year they were going to move DeRozan to sixth man, and then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, no, nah, okay, DeRozan can be, like, the number one or the number two every single yeah, night. Yeah, well, it's like, ridiculous about DeRozan, though. Like, he, he – like, I think he's averaging, like, eight assists a game or something. Like, just something ridiculous. Yeah, and I thought – because I thought after the bubble, like, the, the, their team was best when all the young dudes played together. When it was, like, DeJounte Murray, yeah. Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker yeah. and – uh, Derek White and Jakob, yep. and I forgot who the last person was. There's another young guy in there, but yeah, I, the lineup was at their best when they just had like three wing players and Murray taking the ball up the floor. Yeah, so Murray, I thought they Murray's would move. Murray's fun to watch too. Yeah, I, I, I'm you're missing one guy. I'm I'm pull, I'm pulling a blank too, but there's there's another guy that's really good on the team. Yeah, it's not Samadrich, I don't think it's someone else. But anyway, yeah. I thought they were going to move to that system where they just put three wing players, Murray, and then Pirtle in the middle, but. Because DeRozan's not much of a shooter, so DeRozan no. is like a ball dominant guy, and so yeah. I thought they would like to make the offense flow more. They'd make him like a sixth man, even though he might be like the third best player on the team. But turns out he's the best player on the team still. So yeah, yep. It's just enough to sneak into the playoffs because the Pelicans are having a terrible season. Yeah, I don't really get that either. We could we could talk another hour on those guys. I don't understand them. Yeah, Pelicans are weird. They just don't play defense. That's the problem. Yeah, I they mean, like, play. I mean, I mean, like, statistically, like Zion's having like legitimately one of the best seasons ever. So I'm not exactly sure, like, yeah. how. I think he's hit like more layups than anyone in the league, and the next closest is Giannis, like 150 behind. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he like he's averaging like 25 points a game on like 70 percent free throw percent. I feel or 60 percent. It's something like yeah. It's like it's like the best percentage ever. I mean, it's, and, it's since and, and, Shaq. I've seen that. Yeah. Stat. It's since Shaq is that it's like, and, 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 and I've, I've, I've been, I've been tortured because I've watched a lot of their games, but I gotta tell you, he isn't like it, people think layups like, Oh, easy. You know what I mean? Like just kind of, no, 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 no. He, he's got touch. He's nasty, bro. He is filthy, filthy good. Like I, I don't know, but I, I, I all I can tell you is that 
he's going to be rotting away on the Pelicans unless they figured it out. I mean, honestly. Well, I mean, Brandon Ingram's pretty good. They've got yeah, the capital to get another star. I just don't know who that's going to be. But, I mean, Zion's special, man. Like, it's he's going to be there for another, like, half decade just because of the way those first contracts are set up. Unless he has the balls to be like, I'm going to take the qualifying offer after my first contract and go yeah. into free agency a year later. Unless he has the balls to do that, which, which I don't you know, think so. He I don't either. Think- he doesn't seem like that type of guy, actually. He seems actually like a really cool guy. I actually would I think I would like to have like a conversation with Zion. Well, it may, it makes all the sense in the world. It's just nobody does it. That's why it would be the cojones to do it. I think like Brandon Knight is like the only dude that's ever done that. Where it's, he's like didn't, a first uh, round. Didn't pick. Zach Levine do it or something? And then on the Kings and then the Bulls matched. I want to say that the Kings did it for some reason. Yeah, that was like restricted free agency. Oh, okay. It's just like Zach Levine's like, I'm not going to sign an extension. I'm going to try and go into free agency. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Levine's only making like 18 mil a season. So Levine was, I think at the time, Levine got the same contract Bogdanovich just got with the Hawks. Like, yeah. he, Levine was not Levine at that point. Like, now he's no, 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 no. No, he definitely wasn't. He got way better from that time frame for sure. He was still yeah. good, though. I mean, he was just like a really good prospect. Now he's like a stud. I feel so vindicated on the Vucevic thing because I said at the time Vucevic is an empty stat guy because his offensive rating, the the when he's on the floor, the Magic's offensive rating goes down three points when he was playing with them, and oh, so wow. I'm like, if you get him, I don't know if he's adding any wins to your team. He's just super talented and will score 25 points because he's really good, but he's not efficient. And lo and behold, the Bulls are totally out of the playoff race with two weeks to go. Yeah, well, and then and the Veeam was out for a little while too. I mean, regardless, like I I agree with you. He I, yeah. I I was so in on that trade when it happened because I was just like maybe with Levine that would give Levine because I, I really think Levine's a stud. Like I think Levine has, um, you know, he's like Jalen Brown, but he's better than Jalen Brown or right around there. And you know, maybe if you get another guy, then maybe like a really good player would want to go there. That's just the thing that sucks with the NBA. You really got to get that, you know, superstar player if you want to win any real substantial games. Yeah, and Vucevic is Vucevic. You have to make the move because top fifty players don't become available that often. So if you're the Bulls, you have to make the move. Yeah, and, and they really didn't give up a ton. I mean, they gave up a lot, but they didn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like outrageous. Like I, I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty good deal to make at the time. I I agree with you. No, yeah, and I guarantee you the Bulls will be a top seven seed next year. Like they might skip the playing round altogether. It's just. They they had to make the move because it's a top 50 player, but I did feel vindicated where I'm like, yeah. I don't think Vucevic is really going to elevate your team. He's just better than Wendell Carter. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's, I don't think it's good enough to make – yeah, I don't think it's good enough to, like, totally turn it around. I mean, they let's put it this way. They, they should be a lot better because the Eastern Conference is, is still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, shit. In the Eastern Conference, the Wizards just jumped into the playoffs. I was like, the Wizards were left for dead like a few weeks ago. Yeah, but they now also went on a ridiculous bro. run, though. Like, Westbrook just, like, turned to, a, like, a freaking savage, that guy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.